Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark Kay from The Mark Kay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark Kay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's The Mark Kay Show. The first hour of The Mark K Show starts now. The Mark K Show on TV. Get your popcorn ready. This is going to be good. And, it, yeah, and thank you. Man, we've had such an incredible outpouring of support for this show. Everyone's really excited about it. And yesterday, people were sending me photos. They're setting their DVRs to Newsmax TV, 3.30 on Saturday, so they can watch the first episode of the uh, of the Marcation. And my daughter, said, she came to me yesterday. She goes, Daddy, does this mean that if I go to the remote, because, you know, we have the um, the Xfinity X1, and they go, if I if I go to the remote and say, the Marcation, will it pop up? And I said, I don't know. Let's go check it out. And sure enough, it did. Uh, which was uh, which was kind of fun to do. So if you're if you're try- having trouble finding Newsmax TV, if you're on Comcast, it's one 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 five channel one 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 five. But there's I mean it's everywhere. It's on Hulu. It's on Apple TV. If you go to Newsmax TV uh, or Newsmax TV, you can find wherever it is. If you're listening in some other part of the country and you don't know how to find your channel, don't worry, we'll find it for you. You've got till Saturday to find it. Plus, we are going to do like a live virtual uh, pre party. On our Facebook page, and uh, and we'll stream it on YouTube and everywhere else. We'll stream for like 30 minutes. We'll get everybody hyped. We'll have you know some bands, and we're probably not gonna have bands. And as far as me, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be me sitting in my living room with a camera, maybe drinking beer, um, getting hyped for the party. But that, and then like at 3:30, we'll all go to the TV and uh, and we'll watch. And it should be, like I said, should be tons. Of fun. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And speaking of tons of fun, a couple of things happened yesterday. Uh, Before we get to whatever you want Wednesday today, a couple of things happened yesterday that were just, I mean, so much fun. It was was a cornucopia of political entertainment yesterday on the television, on the Internet, wherever you happen to go. Because in Washington, D.C., you had the Attorney General Bill Barr, who... I have to tell you, as far as attorney generals go, he he is he's primo, man. He is just the exact right mixture of of calm, of cool, of knowledge, of intelligence, of sarcasm and of I don't give a you know what what you say. I know I'm right in your wrongness. And he took it to the Democrats yesterday on Capitol Hill. They called him thinking that they were going to we were going to rip him a new one. But he handed it to the Democrats and made them look utterly ridiculous in their own hearing. And I know what you're thinking, Mark Kay. The, the Democrats don't need help looking utterly ridiculous. They have Jerry Nadler in charge, for crying out loud. And that is true. Jerry Nadler, who this guy, I don't know. I don't know what he he he. Had, first of all, he was late to the hearing by an hour because he got into a car wreck. And I'm not laughing that he got into a car wreck. 
but uh, apparently he was fine. He he stumbled in there. He had his mask on. He plopped himself down in his chair and he began this meeting. But he had so many moments of ridiculous. There was one point where uh, where like Jim Jordan or or I forget who it was took a sip of coffee. You know, because you take your mask down, you have a sip of coffee, and Jerry Nadler, like, ripped into him during the committee hearing about mask wearing. I would remind Mr. Jordan, Mr. Biggs, and Mr. Johnson to stop violating the rules of the committee, to stop violating the safety of the members of the committee, to stop um, holding themselves out as not caring by refusing to wear their not, not to drink. We can't drink coffee right in the right now. Yeah, they can't wear their masks. Wait, we can't drink our coffee? We can't do what? I'm, I'm about – Jim Jordan was actually about to ask questions, which is why he took his mask off. Because when you're questioning the witness, you're allowed to take your mask off. But uh, but Jerry Nadler was having none of it. Also, I don't know what Jerry Nadler's worried about with these masks. I mean, clearly, he's probably got more to worry about than getting the coronavirus from someone breathing on him. And I, you look at the guy and you're thinking, you probably have – you probably have bigger health problems than worrying about COVID-19. Also, as if that weren't entertaining enough, Joe Biden made another appearance. Joe Biden came out of the basement, held another press conference. Guess where? Guess where? Anyone want to guess? Anyone want to guess? If you said Wilmington, Delaware, congratulations, pat yourself on the back, because as we know, Joe Biden is campaigning in one state, in one city. In one city, he hasn't left the state of uh, Delaware. He hasn't left Wilmington. How many electoral votes are there in Wilmington? Because Joe Biden, he's got a right. If he doesn't win Delaware, if he, after, after campaigning there for months on end, then there's definitely something wrong with his campaign manager. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that Joe Biden would come out and get confused about where he is because he's always in the same place. But that happened. He started off his press conference yesterday by walking to the podium and saying this. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. That's a joke. You didn't know where we were anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Joe Biden comes out and welcomes everybody to welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Yeah, well, welcomes everyone to Kingswood Community Center. He pauses, realizes he's not at Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. That's the one down I used to work, which if you're if you don't have your Joe Biden decoder ring means that's where I used to work when I was a kid. Uh, and then he then he plays it off as a joke. It's a joke. You know where we were anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. See, I didn't I was joking like, like I didn't know where I were. <laughs> and I know what he th- this is an old political thing. This is it goes back to Ronald Reagan when everyone said Ronald Reagan was too old to run for president. And he came out of the debate and he said, I will not exploit my opponent's youth and uh, and uh, lack of uh, lack of uh, experience. And everyone laughed because now all of a sudden Ronald Reagan wasn't old. He was funny. Joe Biden tries to make a joke about not knowing where he is. And he just comes off as creepy and weird. It's a joke. You didn't know where he were anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I couldn't. I couldn't tell. Like it was. Thank God they recorded both, and thank God for the internet because I was flipping back and forth between the Joe Biden event and the William Barr uh, testimony on on the Hill, and it was just. It was. God, I, I literally got nothing done yesterday afternoon. There were errands. My wife was like, "Can you do this?" Kids were screaming that they wanted to go to the pool. I was like, "No, there's way too much politics to watch uh, for me to do anything else." Um, and we have and the Bill Barr thing. We have a ton of Bill Barr clips where it, like almost one liners. It's almost like he went in there ready to attack with. 
with these verbal with these verbal daggers just ooh and in one line he dismantled every single one of the democrats objections to federal use of troops to protect uh federal property of you know federal use of troops to clear lafayette square um and protect federal monuments uh, across the street from the white house and the white house itself about you know all, all, basically everything they threw at him one of one guy even accused him of uh killing jeffrey epstein he basically said, you run the Justice Department. The Justice Department runs the federal prison system. The federal prison system let Jeffrey Epstein, quote unquote, hang himself. So ergo, you killed Jeffrey Epstein. That was really one of the points that one of these Democrats was trying to make. Val Demings was in there trying to say something silly. And the worst part was they would ask this man a question. And as he went to answer, they would cut him off and say, reclaiming my time. So it was there was one line in this entire hearing which will live on. As in, in this is one for political history. This line, this quote will live on forever. Whenever there is a heated debate in a congressional committee meeting, this one line that Bill Barr delivered to this committee yesterday will be. I mean, people are going to remember it forever. He's really said I, Donald Trump is the most powerful man in the country. I really believe that Bill Barr, because of his intelligence, uh, because of his because of his, uh, you know, um, just, you know, a political know-how. I mean, he knows the law inside and out. He knows his role. He knows what the federal government's supposed to do. And he can explain it in a way that is not necessarily condescending, but makes you seem like an idiot for even asking him the question in the first place. And that's what I really love about him. And then there's Joe Biden, who is an idiot, gets asked questions, and is equally as entertaining, but for a different reason. So we'll get to some of that as well. Oh, oh, also, by the way, by the way, I don't, there's a hot new job in media. Here's the, here's what's going on with the media. Being a TV, uh, talking head is no longer exciting, unfortunately, because I'm now one. Uh, being a radio host no longer is exciting. Being a blogger or a vlogger, there's a new hot job in, in media. If you really want fame, if you really want to get famous, if you really want everybody to know what you do and know your name and respect you as a as a media personality, there's there's a brand new job that seems to be all the rage. And uh, and we'll tell you what that is here in just a minute to eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. So much to talk about today. It's the Mark K show. Whatever you want. Wednesday continues next on one oh four point five WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. is our number 855-765-1045 and it is whatever you want Wednesday. we have a lot we got to cover but we also are going to squeeze in as many phone calls as we possibly can and we're going to start off with Susie in Middleburg hi Susie how are you congratulations Mark on your new gig oh thank you Susie I it's more of a side hustle it's not a new gig I don't like the new gig like this is still the gig this is just like a it's, it's really a way to to promote the main okay. gig but I appreciate your thoughts. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to tell us? Well, I got some of those seeds in the mail. You did? Oh, wow. Susie, you got the Chinese seeds in the mail? Yes, sir. When did you get them? 
about two weeks ago. Okay, all right, two weeks ago. And then when what did you do? Did it say what did it say on the envelope? Did it say it was jewelry? Correct. And did you so you opened it up thinking it was jewelry and then you found seeds inside? Yes, sir, and, and I didn't open the little pack. No, yeah. Yeah, you don't open the but what'd you do with the seeds? Where are they now? Uh, they're in a Ziploc baggie at the house waiting for the anti-smuggling people to get hold of me. Waiting for the who to get hold of you? Anti-smuggling? Anti-smuggling. Oh, yeah, because they said it's agricultural smuggling is what it is. All right, great. And what did they tell you? They told you not to plant the seeds, right? Well, they haven't got back to me yet. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, hold on tight to those things. We And definitely don't plant them. Correct. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to tell us today, Susie? Well, heck yeah, it's pump day. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was a great one. Wow. We don't usually get to talk to her that long. No, we learn about seeds. That was great. I had no idea Susie got the seeds. I bet the Chinese sent the seeds to Susie because she calls here every day, yeah. every week, and says it's Trump Day. And they're over there going, well, we're going to send them to her. But here's the thing, those anti-smuggling people need to get in touch with her and get that sorted out. Yeah, they really do, the anti-smuggling people, because we don't want, we don't want seed smuggled through Susie. Susie's no seed smuggler. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Cynthia in St. John's County. Hi, Cynthia, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Oh, great, Cynthia. What do you want to, what do you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday? Did you get seeds too? No, I didn't oh. get any seeds, but I'm curious because we had issues with kudzu when it was brought over, and now it's taken all over Alabama, and it kills trees. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah kudzu is the worst. It's it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. But what I was calling, I tried to call yesterday, but I couldn't get in. I know you're so much more busier than you used to be. Oh, yeah. That means you're a very popular guy. Well, you know, I appreciate um, that. What uh, what'd you want to say? Um, when you were talking about those governors that uh, governors and mayors that don't let military force come in to assist in the cities, my yeah. thoughts are is the Democratic Party thinks it's okay to kill babies and kill the elderly, and it's going to get to the point that if you don't have any life value, what the hell? We'll just go ahead and kill you anyways, and that's less. Yes, yeah, I'm Cynthia. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to put you on hold because I'm having real issues with your phone. Maybe I'll maybe hang up and call back. But uh, yeah, you know what? If there is definitely uh, there is definitely this kind of um, bastardization of what life is important and what life isn't important in the Democratic Party. For example, if you're here and you're and you're rioting and burning things, then your life is important. But if you if you're not yet born or if you're on your way out, then your life isn't that important. Um, so, yeah, that's def- it's so interesting to me that if Joe Biden, uh, if, you know, if, if the Obamacare legislation that they tried to pass went through and we had the, uh, the panel of doctors who would vote on your care and see whether or not you were actually entitled to long term care, I would be curious to see what those Obama death panels would say about Joe Biden. Would they give him that pill and send him away to be comfortable or would they allow him whatever treatment he needs for whatever's ailing him? And something's definitely ailing him. And we have we have more proof of that every single day. We've got proof from this press conference he held yesterday. We've got proof galore. I'm sure you know. I cannot wait for the debates. By the way, after what happened here, uh, I'm sorry, what happened in Wilmington yesterday with Joe Biden. I can't wait for the debates. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right. We unfortunately we have to take another break. But when we get back, 
Uh, Bill Barr yesterday, if you missed it, and I know a lot of people don't just sit around watching watching C-SPAN or watching, you know, um, the uh, hearings and that kind of thing. A lot of people do. But when it's a when it's a high profile name like Bill Barr and you've got and you've got Jerry Nadler and Val Demings on this committee. And when you've got and when you've got Jim Jordan, I mean, when you've got when you've got Matt Gates, when you've got some really heavy hitters going head to head, it's really exciting to watch. And there was so much exciting political theater yesterday. But the best part of it was you could see that the Democrats, instead of really trying to investigate anything, were were basically just trying to bash Donald Trump and Bill Barr at the same time. And while doing so, basically had to admit they have no problem with violence. They have no problem with Antifa. They have no problem with firebombs and Molotov cocktails. And they do have a problem with the police at any level, whether it's city, state or federal, keeping people from breaking the law. It's really a weird platform to take in an election year, but that's what they're standing on. Uh, we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Stay tuned. 104.5 WOKB. We'll be right back. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work as a joke. You didn't know where you were anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know why that's funny. I feel like me walking in here going, Welcome everyone to the Brian Kilmeade show. That's a joke. <laughs> Either here's the here's the issue with that. Either it was a joke and he sh- it was horribly executed, or it wasn't a joke and he was trying to cover his tracks, in which case we need to definitely bring it to everyone's attention because Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Biden's entire presidency at this point is a joke. This press conference he did yesterday, there are a couple of things, really a couple of things happened. First of all, he went on and on about Donald Trump being a horrible president, which you expect during a campaign. But then he went on he went into this build back better plan, which is his plan, which I got to be honest with you. I don't know who came up with this, but it's clearly just a rip off of Make America Great Again, not just in name, but in substance. Make America Great Again. Build back better. It's the same thing. Only one has a lot of oomph and emphasis and is exciting and looks good on a red hat. And the other one is just kind of like, meh. Uh, but Joe Biden's other He's trying to sell it a good a good 20 minutes into his speech. He finally got around to talking about it. And he said this. So far, the build back better plan has had three parts. I've spoken to uh, three parts of the day. Can anyone name one part of the build back better plan? Think about anyone at all. Just raise your hand if you can name one part of the three parts of the Build Back Better plan that Joe Biden. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was Build Back and Better. I go clearly those are the three parts, right? But that's that's apparently that's not it. Here's part one. First, investing in American manufacturing and technology, so the future is made in America. Oh, that's a great idea that Donald Trump had in 2016 that got him elected. That's a great idea. You should definitely steal that from the Trump campaign and presidency and use it in your own twisted warped view, especially since it was your prior uh, presidential, uh, your vice presidential, um, you know, uh, what do you call it, the White House. uh, That was the reason we lost all of these jobs in the first place. The manufacturing jobs 
that Barack Obama lost are the same manufacturing jobs that Donald Trump brought back. The manufacturing jobs that the Barack Obama, Joe Biden administration said, we're never going to come back. Just deal with it. You just got to realize these jobs are never coming back. We can't compete. Those are the jobs that Donald Trump actually got to come back. And the companies that were going to flee the United States, the Ford, the create with all these companies, Donald Trump went in there and said, you're not going to do that or you're going to suffer the consequences. Taxes, tariffs. There's a way to keep American manufacturing safe. Donald Trump figured it out. Joe Biden realizes, hey, that's a pretty good idea. We should build it into the Build Back Better plan. But there's another reason why he wants to keep jobs. These jobs that, once again, the Trump administration brought back to the United States, there's a real big reason that Joe Biden wants to keep them here. We will mobilize the biggest investment in rebuilding our country since World War II, creating millions Good-paying union jobs. Oh, of what kind of jobs? Good-paying union jobs. Good. He should have just stopped at good-paying. Good-paying jobs would have been a selling point. Good-paying union jobs shows who your buddies are, shows your cronyism coming through. The reason Joe Biden wants to take your tax dollars and invest in these American jobs is not so that Americans can have jobs. It's so his union buddies can pad their pockets with union dues. Because these jobs that Joe Biden's going to create, it's not... It's not entrepreneurial pursuits. It's not small businesses. It's the big uh, infrastructure jobs that the unions control and the money, the the billions and trillions of dollars that he wants to pour into it are most most of that's going to go to the union bosses. Most of that's going to go to union dues and everyone else associated with the union. Because that's where Joe Biden is trying to get his support. And him saying, we are going to build back better. American jobs will be protected. We will keep, we will create good paying union jobs. It's literally him just saying, I'm bought and paid for by the American unions. I mean, it's, he's not even hiding the fact. Then he moves on to the second part of build back better. The second plank in build back better advances racial equity by mobilizing our infrastructure and taking on climate change with jobs. Taking on climate change with jobs because nothing helps the environment more than jobs. <laughs> nothing nothing will help us clean our air and keep our water clean and, and bring down our fossil fuel usage than more people working, than more people going to factories and more people going to businesses and using more uh, uh, automobile you know energy to get from place to place I, I, I don't understand how you how you help the uh, environment with jobs he's trying to create a solution to a problem that makes absolutely no sense he's taking two problems at once unemployment and the environment and trying to mix them together but he says it's something we need because we are facing something menacing we can't rebuild our economy and Meet this climate crisis. Wait a minute. We can't rebuild our economy and meet what? August. What? Wait, what was it you just said? Where was it? I'm going to have a, a choice crisis. No, oh, where is I messing up? This climate crisis. No, climate crisis is what he said. We have to rebuild our economy and fight the climate crisis. The climate crisis. We can't rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis. Unless we create opportunities for people to build their own communities. Really? And, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that somebody's finally uh, spending time and uh, in, in speaking to this climate crisis. Because I've been, a, and everyone talks about the, the climate crisis, but we've been just neglecting this, this climate crisis for years now. And if we don't protect the climate, then we're all going to be in crisis. 
And then, of course, he wraps it all up with uh, with questions, finally, from the media. He actually took questions from the media. Can you believe that Joe Biden, at the end of his really lengthy for a Joe Biden press conference, said, I'll be happy to take your questions. Then he went to his list of pre-approved reporters with pre-approved uh, questions and answers. And, uh, and he called on the first lady who asked him the only question anyone really cares about. The only question anyone really cares about. I'm going to have. Oh, uh, and that question is, who is your VP going to be? I'm going to have a, a choice in the first week in August. And uh, I promise I'll let you know when I do. All right. Well, today is July 29th. The first week of August is next week. The first week of August is coming up. So by sometime next week, Joe Biden has pledged and promised to share with the world his vice presidential selection. We know it's going to be a woman. A lot of people are assuming it's going to be an African-American woman. A lot of people are assuming it's Kamala Harris. I've heard Susan Rice's name. Tammy Duckworth has also been thrown around. There's a lot of women at the top of this list. Val Demings from Orlando. She's also one of the contenders for vice president. Uh, but... There's something that happened yesterday at this at this uh, press conference with Joe Biden. There's something that happened not related to anything Joe Biden said, not related to anything Joe Biden did, but related to something that somebody saw in Joe Biden's hand, which leads everyone to believe that it is Kamala Harris. And we'll tell you what that is here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque shows on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Marque show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. about uh, Susie getting those seeds from China. Susie smuggled seeds down by the seashore. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. That made me laugh. <laughs> Don't open the seeds. If you get Chinese seeds... Do what Susie did and contact the smuggling people. Don't uh, do not do what Josh would do and taste them and then bury them in the ground. The anti-smuggling people. I'm sorry, the anti-smuggling people. You're right. 855-765-1045 is our number. All right, real quick. We, we're going to get to your phone calls, I promise. But Joe Biden had a press conference yesterday, and something happened at the Joe Biden press conference, conference which actually happened at the White House two weeks ago. Apparently, the new big thing to do in the media the new hot job in media is no longer being like an anchor person or a reporter or whatever. What you really want to do, the way you get notoriety, because the thing that everyone wants is you have to become a photographer that 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 zeroes in and focuses on zoom shots of private materials that whoever's speaking about is holding in their hand. For example... Last week, it was Kaylee McEnany's binder. Remember, she had the binder and some Reuters or AP photographer got a got a zoomed in shot of her binder tabs. And everyone went to town about how ridiculous it was, even though it just proved that she was really organized. Well, yesterday, Joe Biden had this press conference, you know, where he talked about all the important issues facing us, like, uh, you know, rebuilding America, the economy, the the climate crisis, this climate crisis, you know, which we got to work in. Uh, but he he was holding a card of notes. And some photographer from the AP zoomed in on that. That is that this is the second time in two weeks people have been getting their information not from nobody cares about what Joe Biden said. Nobody was listening to what he said. Nobody's reporting on what Joe Biden said. All the talk is about this photo 
of his handwritten notes. And we have the photo here. And a couple things, a couple things really to point out, first of all, is what's with Joe Biden's tie? What is that on his tie? It's like he's got a tie that looks like something my, you know, my kid would pick out. It's got like yellow sheep all over. It's like a blue tie with yellow or gold sheep. I'm not really sure. Is, is that him saying I'm a sheep or you're the sheep and I'm the shepherd? I don't know what it is. But uh, that's the first thing that caught my eye. Then when I looked at the note, it was really compelling because the first thing at the top of the list was the name Kamala Harris. First thing at the top of the list, Kamala Harris, handwritten by Joe Biden. Underneath, it says, do not hold grudges. Now, I'm assuming this is a note to himself. Don't hold a grudge against Kamala, even though she ripped you apart for being a, a sexist and a racist during the primary debates. Don't hold a grudge. He's The first thing that he writes about Kamala Harris is do not hold grudges. Maybe that's a note to her. Maybe that's a note to himself. Second is campaigned with me and Jill. These are all things he's written down. Talented. Great help to campaign and great respect for her. These are the notes that he has in case he's asked about Kamala Harris. I assume he's ready to go. And had he been asked about Kamala Harris, he would have looked at his notes and said, oh, we don't hold grudges. She campaigned with me and Jill. She's talented. She's been a great help to the campaign, and I have great respect for her. That would have been what he rolled through. Next on the list, Department of Justice Reform. Now, remember, this whole uh, this whole event is going on simultaneously to the AG bar hearings on Capitol Hill in front of the House committee. And so the, he if, had someone asked him about Department of Justice reform. Here are his notes. The people's lawyer, not the president's lawyer. Highest qualifications, decisions on law and fact. So his answer probably would have been something like, well, you know, the attorney general is the people's lawyer, not the president's lawyer. They should have the highest qualifications and they should make their decisions on law. and fact, that would have been his answer. Last 100 days of the campaign, which we're in right now, <laughs> had someone asked him, we clearly see his notes right there. This AP photographer, who I, I don't know if it's the same guy that zoomed in on, on the binder at uh, Kaylee McEnany's press conference, or if it's someone else going, oh, yeah, you think you're hot stuff with that binder shot of Kaylee? Check this out. I'm going to get Biden's handwritten notes. Boom. Your move. Balls in your court. Pretty soon, every cameraman at these events is just going to have like one of those massively large zoom lenses uh, on there. And they're going to be just like trying to sneak around the candidate, trying to get a, a picture of what's in their hand. But for the last 100 days, here's what Joe Biden would say. Offering clearest contrast. Tell the truth. Listen to scientists. Take responsibility. Restore the soul. Rebuild MC something. I don't know. And unite the country. It's interesting to me that Joe Biden needs to write this stuff down. If this is your campaign, if this is what you truly believe, if this is what you've been talking about for over a year now, since you began campaigning, since you began uh, these debates, since you began this whole process, since you began doing these televised press conferences in Wilmington, Delaware, every single week, if this is really what you feel in your heart of heart, do you have to write down, tell the truth? Is that like Democrats? Do they need to remind themselves to tell the truth? Do they need to remind themselves to take responsibility? Isn't that something that you should just that should be ingrained? I feel like that should just come right off of your tongue. Unite the country. You know, I mean, these are all things that I don't know. And then, of course, uh, for his VP candidate, he's choosing from a highly qualified, diverse group, highly qualified, diverse group. You literally have five African-American women at the top of your list. That's the opposite of a diverse group. All women, 
all African-American. How is that a highly qualified, diverse group? Joe, go back up like three lines. Remind yourself to tell the truth. It's right there. 855-765-1045. What he should have written under VP is, I'm choosing a woman because I'm trying to pander to the female vote, and I'm choosing an African-American because I don't want to be uh, called a racist. Oh, by the way, it's happening sometime next week. 855-765-1045. Also, it's probably Kamala Harris because that's what everyone (laughs) that's right there at the top of the list as well. If you're look, if you're looking for a new job or if you're looking to break into media, forget this whole forget podcasting, forget a YouTube channel. Go out and buy yourself a camera with a big ass zoom lens and you will be the next big thing. 855-765-1045. All right, quick break. We'll get to your phone calls next. I promise. I promise you, it's all you for whatever you want Wednesday. Coming up right after the break on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. It is whatever you want Wednesday today, which means that you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And so far, I've taken like two phone calls. But like I said, it was a big news. that we. I am going to get to the bar quote. Everyone's like... I am going to get to the bar. Quote. Uh, there, as soon as it opens, I'll be right there. Bad no, there's the, uh, the William Barr, uh, the AG Barr yesterday at the, um, at the, uh, the committee here, the subcommittee hearing. It was amazing and it was fun. And there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of great one-liners from the attorney general. And it shows that he's really in control, is not scared of anything. And uh, isn't he's letting on to very – he's dripping out information about what's going on in the Justice Department as far as investigations into criminal behavior in the previous administrations and with the uh, last campaign. He's dripping out information in a way that – he controls everything. He's controlling the narrative on on the FBI investigations and the FISA warrants and and the Durham investigation, and everything else. He's controlling the information about federal troops uh, that are protecting federal property in various places around the country. He's really he's in control and the Democrats are totally they've totally lost it. And that's what we saw yesterday in these hearings. We'll get to those here in just a minute. But first, like I said, tons of people waiting very patiently to uh, waiting very patiently to uh, to get on the phone. Angels in Missouri. Hi, Angel. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, Mark. Oh, good morning, Angel. Thanks so much for calling. Uh, what do you want to say today, Angel? Okay. I'm the same legally blind woman that called in a few months ago. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Okay. Well, one, I am employed. Okay, good. That makes two of us. As opposed to other people that complain that they can't go to work. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is my whole family, for the most part, are Democrats. Right. I've had to block people because of the back and forth and belittling and bullying. Sure. But a very close family member of mine got a call two days ago to listen into President Trump's teller rally last night. Right. And he wasn't sure if he was going to or not, but he decided to. And what he heard on that call and all the stuff I've been telling him for years, he has converted to Trump. Really? And he's not willing to tell the rest of my family, but he's willing to tell me, or excuse me, he's willing for me to tell them at his funeral. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Listen, I got on a tele, I got on a, on a tele rally. I'm converted. I'm Trump all the way. Do not tell anybody until after I'm dead. 
<laughs> and that's and look, and that's the big problem with these polls that you see coming out. And Donald Trump will be the first one to tell you whenever someone quotes in poll numbers and he was talking about the Fox News poll and this poll and that poll. Whenever someone quotes in poll numbers, he says, you've got 22 percent Republicans on this poll because most the Republicans pick up the phone and they say, hey, who are you voting for? Most Republicans, most Republicans go Nunya. Or as we found out, they go Biden and they hang up the phone because they're trying to skew the poll and give Biden and the Democratic Party a false sense of security. But there are way more people, Angel, like your relative who said, I'm all Trump, but don't tell anybody. I'm all Trump, but don't tell anybody. That's probably, I would say, more than 50 percent of Donald Trump voters. For every Donald Trump voter you see at a rally, for every Donald Trump voter you see uh, standing on the side of the street as his motorcade drives by, for every Donald Trump uh, supporter you see on a boat with a Trump flag going up and down in some regatta or, or flotilla or whatever you want to call it, for every Donald Trump supporter you see on Facebook or on Twitter or on YouTube or wherever, just giving Democrats hell, for every Trump supporter you see on Parler, or Gab or any of these other conservative social media outlets, which are booming, just exploding with popularity because of the Democrats in charge of your regular big time social media networks like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Anytime you see an outspoken Trump supporter like that, know that there's probably 11, 11 people just as passionate for the president as that person who will never, ever say a word. Never, ever say a word. They will walk right into the polling place on November 3rd. They will mark their little circle for Trump. They will get their I voting, I voted sicker and they will go back to their lives. And you may never know who these people are, but they are there and they are everywhere and they are the majority. And for everyone who follows these polls, just know you're polling a bunch of Democrats. You're polling. You're walking into your basic when you go and look at one of these polls where Donald Trump has like 39 percent or Donald Trump is behind Joe Biden by like 15 points nationally, whatever it is. Just think about this. Have a doctor walk into a room with 100 people who are lactose intolerant and say, anybody want ice cream? See how many people raise your hands. See how many people raise their hands. That's exactly what's happening with these polls. You're walking into a room full of Democrats and saying, anyone want four more years of Donald Trump? Of course, they're, they're going to throw up just like the lactose intolerant people who would eat the ice cream. That's what that's the problem with these polls. I could run. An, I probably will end up running this poll. We've been talking about it for weeks. I've gotten emails, but I'm going to run a, an inverse poll. And I'm going to show you just how easy it is to get a poll that Donald Trump leads Joe Biden by like 50 points. Donald Trump's going to carry every state. Donald Trump in an electoral college blowout. If you go in and talk to Republicans in every state and only Republicans and say, who are you going to vote for? Guess what's going to happen? Donald Trump's going to run away with it. Joe Biden should just pack it in. It's all over for Joe Biden. The poll, that's how every single poll is. And, and they can't even argue with it. Donald Trump sat across from Fox News' Chris Wallace. As Chris Wallace was throwing out these horrible poll numbers, he said, your poll was 22% Republican. And Chris Wallace couldn't argue with that because he's right. How do you even go on the news and report that as accuracy? 855-765-1045. This is Darcy in Michigan. Hi, Darcy. How are you? Hi, how are you? Oh, doing great, Thanks Darcy. Thanks my call. Absolutely. Thanks so much for calling in from Michigan. We appreciate it. What's up? Hey, uh, I love uh, Englewood area. I went there for years when I was a child because my grandparents lived there. Okay. And uh, what I'm really concerned about is 
Why are the all medias right now stopping these doctors from talking? That concerns me greatly. And you're absolutely right about people in rural areas are being silent. I live in an area where we have 20, or I mean, 5,800 people in a county, second largest county in Michigan. They're closing down small. We've had one case of COVID. Yeah. They're closing down small businesses and ruining these people's lives because she treats us like Detroit. She treats us like Ann Arbor. None of that. The numbers have been so skewed in Michigan and our witless or Whitmer is a complete tyrant. He will give us no answers, absolutely no answers as to why she is choosing to do these things. The, uh, The senator that has asked. She refuses to answer, and she has completely stopped all FOIA in Michigan. So there is absolutely no way to get any personal records you need, and she still has it closed down. Why is she not answering these questions? Darcy, what listen, is going on? Listen, you, I mean, you bring up a great point, and here's the pro, and here's what's happening with a lot of these institutions, and you, and your governors, your, uh, you know, the the mayors of these cities like Detroit and like. Um, like Portland and Seattle, who are siding with these these angry protesters and rioters, and then the governors who are shutting everything down and saying you can't go anywhere, your business is going to be decimated. It doesn't matter. We don't care. You have to go home because you're saving lives. When really, what you're doing is just destroying your life and your family's financial future. And uh, it's that whole you know the thing Donald Trump talks about whether whether the cure is uh, is worse than the actual disease. Bill Barr mentioned it again yesterday on the Hill. And basically, what happens is the Democrats believe that Donald Trump's strongest, strongest selling point for reelection was the economy, which it is. The economy was amazing. And back in January, Donald Trump had this whole thing wrapped up. Listen, he beat these ridiculous the uh, articles of impeachment. He beat those. Nobody cared that he was impeached. Nobody believed he should have been impeached. And the economy was booming. So the Democrats needed to figure out a way to destroy the economy. So they systematically shut down, starting with the Democrats, started to shut down states, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. They shut down Washington. They shut down California. They started shutting down Michigan, one of the most one of, as you said, one of the most tyrannical shutdowns in all in our nation of all 50 states. And people were just losing everything. And what the Democrats are trying to do is they're trying to blame the president. They're trying to blame, blame Donald Trump because they shut down the economies. Do you remember during the first campaign when Donald Trump said, my base loves me so much, I could go out in the middle of Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody, and I would still get elected president? Well, what the Democrats are doing is they're going out into Fifth Avenue, they're shooting people, and then they're saying, Donald Trump did it. And people aren't that dumb. People in Michigan, they know Donald Trump didn't want the economy shut down. That's why Donald Trump's trying to reopen them. Donald Trump understands that more people want to go back to work. More people want to go back to school. More people want to get their money back. More people understand that this deadly disease is nowhere near as deadly as they told us it was going to be. And that's bad for the Democrats' entire business plan. Their business plan is ruin the economy, blame Donald Trump. So if the if your economy's open and everyone can go to work, Donald Trump gets reelected. That's why Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan is keeping everything shut down. That's why all these other Democratic uh, governors and, and mayors are, are keeping you at home to keep money out of your pocket. So you blame the president. But you're not that dumb. You know what's happening. And as far as these videos being taken off of Facebook, same thing. 
If there were a simple and inexpensive way to prevent you from getting sick, like hydroxychloroquine, and if it was readily available at your doctor's office or over the counter, as it is in many places, for prevention, and you could take it and go to work and not get sick, well, guess what? Donald Trump wins. So the Democrats, in conjunction with social media, are taking these videos down. Because if you don't get sick, Donald Trump is the president. And that would make every single Democrat sick for the next four years. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More calls next. Stay tuned. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app. And he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's News and Talk. The Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Just found out that the other Josh was eating vegan donuts over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. and they were, tasted fantastic. Is that because you're trying to fight the uh, climate crisis? Um, we I can't love. rebuild our economy and meet this climate crisis. Climate crisis? Uh, no, how were they? Delicious? They were fantastic, yeah. They what? tasted like crumbly donuts. What's, what do you take out of a donut to make it vegan? Like, what's not vegan in a donut? I have no idea. I don't know. What? Eggs, milk, butter. Those are like the three best parts of the donut. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I don't know what they do to it. They, they, they work some magic, and then they make donuts out of it. Okay. All right. 855-765-1045. I can't. I, I totally can't even. Uh, Kevin in Pennsylvania. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Thanks for calling used, the Mark K Show. We used paper forks. Yes, good morning, Mark. How do you do? Please, I'm going to stab you with a paper fork if you don't stop. Uh, I'm good, Kevin. I'm good. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say on paper cut? <laughs> okay, first and foremost, I listen to you on Facebook. Oh, we appreciate Almost that. Every day. Oh, we we appreciate that even more. Thanks. Uh, excellent. And um, God bless. I love Jacksonville. I've been there many times. Oh, well, thank you so much. Northeast we, Pennsylvania. We like parts of Pennsylvania. Joe Biden's district. It doesn't matter. As far as I know, anybody up here, we don't like them. Yeah. Irregardless. My point is, um, in, in reference to the uh, Democratic National Committee or whatever, yeah. I guess they want to do virtual, but they're talking about not having a hundred uh, police or uh, a community service of police members. And I think it has something to do with their force they may use, like tear gas and things like that. Yeah. My whole thing is, why don't they just hire Antiva and BLM to protect them? Yeah. That, you know I'm what? sorry, that's probably pretty radical, but you know what? This is what they wish for. They should get what they wish for. I'm sorry, that, that's bitter. I'm and this sorry. this is a story, Kevin. You bring up a good point. This is a this is a story that uh, not a lot of people are reporting, or I haven't seen it in a lot of places. But you're right. The Democratic National Convention is scheduled for Milwaukee, Wisconsin, August 17th. And we were supposed to go, but it's basically going to be virtual. Um, Joe Biden, I, I don't, he may make like a small speech to a small crowd, but it's going to be nowhere near the pomp and circumstance of your typical convention. Uh, they will still need police, though, however, um, because there are going to be delegates. All the delegates have to go to Milwaukee. All the delegates have to vote because Joe Biden still does not officially have the nomination, nor will he officially have it until the delegates cast their ballots on the week of August uh, the week of August 17th. So there's a lot of police involved. Also, they feel there will be a lot of protests. Don't think Antifa and Black Lives Matter are just worried about Donald Trump and the White House and Republicans. The more I, I, we went four years ago, we were in fact, I think it was this time four years ago. I was in Philadelphia for the Democratic National Convention. There were more protesters. There were more protests. There was more anger, more animosity and more violence 
when Hillary Clinton got the nomination than there ever was at the Donald Trump rally in Cleveland. And the reason for that is because Democrats hate each other just as much, if not more, than they hate Republicans. There are a lot of Democrats that still feel cheated, not once but twice, because Bernie Sanders is not the nominee. And a lot of people that wrap their faces in black scarves and throw bags of urine and Molotov cocktails at the police are Bernie bros. They're the Bernie Sanders supporters. They've been they've been uh, sought out and trained. We've all seen the Project Veritas videos of what goes on in the Bernie Sanders campaign headquarters. We'll burn the I mean, don't forget, they threatened to burn Milwaukee to the ground if Bernie Sanders is not the nominee. Well, guess what? Bernie Sanders is not going to be the nominee. So you still need a lot of police presence. And 100 law enforcement agencies have withdrawn their contracts to help the city of Milwaukee with the Democratic National Convention. 100 law enforcement agencies have canceled their contracts and will not be sending any personnel to the Democratic National Convention. Some of them. Or as you pointed out, rightly so, are blaming the mayor, the uh, police chief and the mayor in Milwaukee who said we will not use tear gas and pepper spray during demonstrations. They're saying, well, if we're not using tear gas and pepper spray, we're not going to have a way to quell and to protect ourselves. We're not coming. But I wholeheartedly believe a ton of these organizations, uh, the majority of them have canceled their contracts because what do the Democrats want to do? Defund the police. Why would the police travel to Milwaukee to support a bunch of people who want to defend them? Anyway, it shouldn't be a problem anyway, because as you pointed out, Democrats don't like the police. There shouldn't be any police in Wisconsin next week. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of your calls coming up. Plus, we'll get to Bill Barr on Capitol Hill yesterday. It was genius. All that and more on the Mark A. Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Kingswood Community Center. Actually, that's the one down I used to work. It's a joke. You didn't know where you were anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one down I used to work. I literally think he literally had a stroke at the beginning of his press. He managed to hold it together, though, for an hour. He almost didn't make any other gaffes. 855-765-1045. Kevin in Colorado Springs. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing good, Mark. How about yourself? Oh, doing really, really well. Thanks so much for asking. Now, what did you want to say today on whatever you want Wednesday, Kevin? Well, I'm just kind of curious. So if uh, the VP nomination does go to uh, Kamala Harris, yeah, I'm just kind of it, it's just kind of uh, um, just we, it's just weird because that she didn't even make it to the presidential race. I mean, she didn't even get any like twenty percent or whatever of the uh, acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right about that's a great point. That's a great point, Kevin. She was one of the first of the ninety-two people running for president on the Democratic ticket to drop out. To drop out. Yeah, yeah. And, and people don't even and remember her, that. Her own race doesn't even like her. She has a lot of baggage. Um, she's a lot of people don't know this, and they'll they will they'll learn. Um, but she's basically the a, a younger African American Nancy Pelosi. She comes from California. Yeah. She comes from the San Francisco area. She bought and so, I mean she just played politics all the way up to uh, you know to the senator um, to her senatorship. Well, she is she has done things that no other would make other politicians blush. And she's not a good candidate for the points you 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 pointed out. 
that her own party didn't even want to vote for. Now, something has changed, and that is George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. And that's going to make her uh, race a lot more effective for Joe Biden. People, she's going to get some pity vote. She's going to get some pity vote. She's going to get some of the African-American vote. She's going to get, you know, maybe Kanye will sway. Maybe she and Kanye will split some of it. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if I still don't think VP helps anybody and definitely doesn't help Joe Biden as much as he needs it. Because when you look at what's going on, you have to when you're Joe Biden, you can't look to your VP to bolster your image. I mean, you people still vote for the top of the ticket. They vote for that. You can't you can't think to yourself, well, I got problems, but Kamala Harris is there in case, you know, and I really start screwing things up. That's not a good sales pitch. It's not a good sales pitch at all. Um, so I, I, I still think that the, really for the Biden campaign to win, they've got to look at the top of the ticket, which is Joe Biden. 855-765-1045. But a great question. Thanks so much for uh, for calling in. This is Brian in Tennessee. How you doing, Brian? Good. How you doing, I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say today? I, hey, I just want to tell you, first thing, thank you so much for being so true and telling people the truth. You know, nowadays everything is so, um, you know, Oh, left and right, it's so easy to get confused what's right and wrong. But I want to tell you, thank you so much for for, for telling me this, you know, or telling everybody the truth. Oh, you know? Brian, my pleasure, man. I appreciate it. It comes easy to me, and I find it a lot a lot of fun, too. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, what did you want yeah, to say? But, what was your question today? Well, I didn't have – I've changed it a little bit, but what I said is I was listening to somebody else, and they said that they work. I've been working through this pandemic. I've been to Florida and Washington to pay my bills. I just bought a brand new home in January and, you know, I think, oh my gosh, my jobs are great. And, you know, the thing is, is I wish the government would help people like us who, who is out there working seven to eight days a week. Well, sorry, not eight days a week, sorry, but seven days a week working 12 hours a day to pay my home. You know, to pay my bills. Yeah, I've never been behind, but we need to get some way. You know, they're giving this, they're sending this money to twelve hundred dollars to people that are not deserving it. People like me who are out there working, you know, trying to, you know, every day going out there busting my butt to pay my bills. I mean, I'm just barely making it through. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because. You bring up a great point, and one of the ways that we try to fix problems in this country, especially if you're a Democrat, is you just write a check. You throw money at it, and that's exactly what happened. What people don't realize is the first $1,200 that people got was not – it was not supposed to be welfare. It was called economic stimulus, and it was designed to stimulate the economy. I was against it from the get-go because when they mailed it out, the economy was shut down. You know, if you really want to stimulate the economy by giving someone $1,200, what you're telling them is take this money and go spend it. Take this $1,200, go out to dinner, go to a gym and sign up for a membership, go to a store, buy some handmade crafts from somebody who lives in your city. You know, hire a handyman to do some work around your house. Go golfing. Do whatever you need. And that's what economic stimulus does. The government gives you money. You re-inject it into the economy. Cha-ching. Stimulation. It wasn't that. There was no place for you to spend your money. So what did people do? They paid off their credit card bills or they paid their they made their car payment and the car payment. That doesn't stimulate the economy. First of all, you that car's already been bought and paid for by the bank. You're just paying off your debts. That doesn't do anything for you. You're right. If they if the government really wants to help people, don't send them cash. What they should do is they should pay down your mortgage. They'll say, look, instead of twelve hundred dollars, we're going to make your mortgage payments for three months and we'll give the money directly to the bank and we'll tell them to forgive you your payments for three months. 
because uh, that would probably help a lot of people knowing that they're not going to get evicted. And that's something the president was speaking about today. He goes, we got to stop the evictions. Handing out cash to people doesn't work. They're either going to save it, pay off debts that they already have, or, or you know, spend it on, I don't know, drugs. So you want to make sure that, A, people who have already started, like small businesses, they should get the majority of the money because if they go under, that's when we're all really screwed. I believe there should be more money going to the small business owners so that they can continue to pay workers. Because think about this. If you have a restaurant in town that employs 75 people and all of a sudden the restaurant shuts down, 75 people are out of work. Not to mention the people that own the restaurant, not to mention the cleaning crew that comes in, not to mention the exterminator, not to mention the people that have to come and, and do any construction. I mean, there's a ton of jobs that are affected by that. So instead of giving all of those 75 people $1,200, why don't you give a bulk to the person who owns the restaurant? They can continue to keep paying salaries. They can continue to keep the restaurant up, uh, the upkeep and pay the utilities. And then when the economy reopens, everybody's still got a job and they were able to have money going through the entire event. It's a horrible system, but it's unfortunately, it's the only thing that, that people in Washington realize. Send every again. You have to send it to everybody. If you just start handing out money to people who own their own businesses, well, then you're a racist or you're a, you're just helping the rich, you know, that kind of thing. You've got to send the same amount to everybody or else politically you're doomed. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. We got to get to we got to take another quick break. We have to get to these Bill Barr clips because I've been telling you all about them. This whole I mean, this whole show, basically. But we have. So much Bill Barr at the uh, at the uh, congressional hearing yesterday and the probably one of the best political quotes ever, something that will come back over and over again whenever there's one of these really one sided, ridiculous congressional hearings, which there seem to be more and more of these days. It's going to come back up and people are going to be quoting this for decades, decades to come. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of the Mark K show continues right after this on one oh four point five WOKV. It's whatever you want Wednesday. Give Mark a call and talk about, well, whatever you want. 855-765-1045. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Special PSA from uh, Representative Jerry Nadler. I would remind Mr. Jordan, Mr. Big, and Mr. Johnson to stop violating the rules of the committee, to stop violating the safety of the members of the committee, to stop um, holding themselves out as not caring by refusing to wear their... Not, not to drink. We can't drink I'm coffee right in the room. Now. Yeah, but one of those guys was drinking coffee. The other one was about to ask questions. That's why they took their mask off. And, of course, Jerry Nadler took that opportunity to scold them on their mask wearing. Also, Jerry Nadler, Bill Barr was, I mean, for like all day, he was giving testimony for hours and hours and hours. And, and Jerry Nadler, as we point out, was late to the game because of a car wreck. So there was there was an, an additional hour up front where uh, Bill Barr had to wait for Jerry Nadler to get there so the thing could start. So the, one of the biggest moments uh, yesterday was when Jerry Nadler got called out by Bill Barr because he refused to give him a five-minute break. Listen to this. Sorry, Mr. Chairman, could, I, could we take a five-minute break? Dean is recognized. Can we take a five-minute break, Mr. Chairman? No. That's a common courtesy, Dean is Chairman, of every witness. Yeah, they're like, and then every all the Republicans are. Wait, this is really, this is ridiculous. Typically, uh, typically they were able to give people breaks, and then AG Barr says, "I, I waited 45 uh, an hour for you this morning. I haven't had lunch. I'd like to take Mr. a five-minute break." Mr. Attorney General, we we are almost finished. 
we're, we're, we're going to be finished in a, in a few minutes. Otherwise, and then he says, finally, this is broken to three. Uh, you can, we can certainly take a break, but um, you're a real class act. You're a real class act, Jerry Nadler. And this, I mean, the whole the whole meeting was basically the Democrats trying to uh, pin all these terrible things on Bill Barr and trying to accuse Bill Barr of being a, a flunky for Donald Trump and and creating footage for his uh, his reelection campaign videos. And it was Bill Barr just taking them to task. I mean, for one of the one of the highlights was when they asked him, you know, about the uh, the federal troops being used to to support these federal buildings and and how they could use tear gas and and rubber bullets and things on supposedly peaceful pro- protesters. And Bill Barr asked him a simple question. Since when is it OK to try to burn down a federal court, which is something that nobody's I mean, the protesters in Portland. And this is a this is a clear distinction that I don't think a lot of people understand. The protesters in Portland, the police aren't going out and attacking them. They are trying to come into the federal courthouse and attack the police. The federal courthouse is why there are federal troops in Portland. There have been people attacking it since day one. So what happened is they put up a fence and they have federal troops inside the courthouse and inside the fence. And the protesters are trying to break through the fence and break into the courthouse so that they can burn it down. The federal troops aren't breaking anybody up. They're just protecting the property. And these guys are the it's the it's the Antifa protesters and rioters who are on the uh, on the offensive, not the police in that area. And they started to ask him all that kind of stuff. And 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 what, what one of a couple things they like to say was under penalty of perjury. And Joe, what's it, Negus or Negus, he asked the Bill Barr a question and then refused to let him answer. And Bill Barr's like, look, if you're telling me this is under penalty of perjury, I'm going to answer. Today, yes or no, Mr. Barr, under the penalty of perjury, do you testify that that statement was true at the time you made it? I, I thought it to be true at the time I made it. Yeah, and then he goes, well, wait a minute, let me think about it. On Why isn't it true? June 9th, I'll get to that, Mr. Barr. I mean, it, does, it, does it have Mr. to Barr, I will get over? to that. Reclaiming my time, you answered the question. Okay. I have another question for you. On June 19th, no, actually, I need to answer that question. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, you did answer the question. No, you I'll said be- under penalty of perjury. I'm going to answer the damn question. Okay? You said the answer and, was and, yes, and, is what you said. Well, Are you saying no? Yeah, I'm answering the question because you told me under penalty of perjury. This is the best. This is the one thing the Democrats did. They would ask Bill Barr a question, refuse to let him answer by saying reclaiming my time. Mr. Barr, what is your name? Well, my name is, I'm sorry, I'm reclaiming my time. I think what I was referring to, and I'd have to see the context of it, was the supplying of documents. No, Mr. Attorney General, this statement was not limited to the supply of I, documents. You stated at a press, what, Mr. Attorney General, I, I think reclaiming that's my what time. I was talking reclaiming about. my time. I, reclaiming my, <laughs> that's the, that's the, uh, that's the uh, cattle call for the Democrats, is reclaiming uh, my time. But then, what, one of, probably one of the most exciting things, and probably one of the, one of the biggest quotes uh, that you're going to hear over and over again is about. Wait, do we have it here? Oh, I don't even. Know, do we even have it here? Wait, where's the quote? Where's the quote about the thing? I don't know if we have it. Which one? Uh, where he says it's a hearing. I believe that's in there. Where is it? I don't see it. Uh, let me look. Uh, you look for that. In the meantime, there was one more where he talked about the Rube Goldberg machine. He was uh, talking to Eric Swalwell. 
And Eric Swalwell said... Because we, we require uh, you know, a reliable predicate before we open a criminal investigation. And I just gave you... Some... I, I don't consider it. I consider it a very Rube uh, Goldberg theory that you have. Well, it, it sounds like you're hearing this... And, and by the way, if I apply, if I apply this standard, there would be, be a lot more people under investigation. Yeah, he said there'd be a lot more. And also, he said uh, it was... I, do we have it? No, we did. Oh, okay. Anyway, we'll get... <laughs> We'll get you that clip tomorrow. Basically, what happened was he was interrupted and he said, this is a hearing I thought I was supposed to be heard. And that almost got a standing ovation. I really thought that the Republicans in the Congress were going to jump up and just give him a round of applause. Because what that one line showed, what that one line showed, where is it? I think it's one of these two. Which one? Is it this one? That the department will not. No, that's not it. We'll find. We'll get it to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, to, uh, I appreciate it, Josh. Anyway, <laughs> what that shows is that it wasn't a hearing where Bill Barr was supposed to be heard. It was a hearing where the Democrats just wanted to hear themselves. Really, really wish we had that clip. Uh, anyway, well, that's it. Thanks for joining us for whatever you want Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have some what the bleep. Uh, 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news. Rush Limbaugh coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.